0: and you're listening to the four sides podcast and don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the four sides podcast too otherwise war horse is gonna rule your ass
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the four sides podcast i am your host caleb carter and today we've got Arguably one of the most decorated wrestlers in CCW's history. He is the co-classic of professional wrestling. It's Hollis Giroux. Hollis, how you doing, man? Good, man. How are you, Caleb? Doing all right. We're here in Charleston today. Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit since we've we've been trying to set this up, so I'm glad that we've finally been able to do
0: this. I'm a bit technologically challenged sometimes. It's <laughs> in between that and the pandemic, man, because I know we tried to get this together during that.
1: Yeah, well, like they say, better late than never. Right. So all this, and
0: besides, you know, plenty to talk about. So uh, <laughs> in between, then, you know, that sure. and then, so yeah. go ahead.
1: All right, man. So my first question for everybody is, what got them
0: into wrestling, like as a fan and kind of in the business? Well, for me, it would. I have to draw back to like my uncles and my father. You know, you know, like watching those guys growing up. You know, we was, we were always like moved around and stuff. So just seeing them like haul stuff, <laughs> like big, you know, bodybuilder type guys, just throwing shit around, like couches and washers and dryers and stuff like that, you know. It aspires you to be, you know, big and strong like men, you know. (laughs) So there was that and my mix of love of, like, karate and all that stuff, like everybody else, you know. And then it was just, you know, Goldberg and Hogan just sealed the deal. (laughs) It was uh, one jackhammer and I was hooked. So you were more of a Goldberg guy then? Uh, No, that was just what got me, that just, it was like uh, I peeked through the hole of professional wrestling, watching Goldberg, uh, Jackhammer Hogan. But uh, Rock really hooked me in. He really like sealed the deal there. Yeah, Rock, one of the greatest of all time. Oh, yes. Very charismatic, kind of mm-hmm. like yourself. Yeah, I like to be. Yeah. <laughs> Much like The Rock, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Come out with you the, know, the millions of dollars. Yeah, the sunglasses and all. Oh, yeah. The vest Yeah, yeah. All that. It's a hodgepodge, man. Yeah. It's a hodgepodge of uh, a lot of my favorite wrestlers from that era, you know got to keep it a little on the dark side like Taker, a little bit of uh, class and in quotations and finesse like Triple H and, you know, got to keep the cardio up like Sean, I guess. There you <laughs> go.
1: All right, so I guess kind of now, since we know kind of what era you grew up in, mm-hmm. I guess the Attitude Era, so to say, um,
0: Right. what What made you decide to become a professional wrestler? It was literally just that. I got to move around. I got to be active. It you, Just a hodgepodge. And it, it was more or less the, the theatrics, man. Like, everything is so, like, big and so grand and all the lights and everything, dude. Like, that's really what kind of, like, drew me in. It's not more or less the attention that they're getting. It's more or less, like... The entire encompassing atmosphere of what professional wrestling is because you get a lot of people that come in, you know, it's global, globally renowned, um, and not only that, people come in from across the world just to, just to even come here at Cape, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you meet all kind of cool people, so w- why not, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So, um,
1: when, when, right. when was your when was your starting business? You come from the uh, the Kansas City area, uh-huh. correct?
0: Yes. I uh, originally started training with XWC, the Extreme Wrestling Center, from Kansas City, um, and from there I pretty much just stayed and traveled around. Um, I've just collected a had a I had a good melting pot of teachers, man, uh, to help me along with my career. If you know, professionally renowned and you know, locally. You know, and I'm a student of the game, dude. I'm learning from everyone. Like, I'm learning from the new guys that I train with, um, even from the old heads from the higher-ups, and even from, you know, guys like you. I'm learning from everyone, man. Like, you can show me how to put a podcast together for one. <laughs> you know? It's just the business, man. Like, I don't – like I said, I'm technologi- technologically challenged a little bit, so.
1: Yeah, that's very – you know, technology is always advancing. Right. I mean, even I have a hard time. A, mm-hmm. I mean, you see – studios like Shen Young studio and then you see mine I literally <laughs> I literally just have a laptop and a microphone man
0: we're in a kitchen right now and it's more professional than what I got so you're <laughs> ahead of me in the game man <laughs> be grateful dude and it's portable so yeah. you go anywhere with it
1: oh yeah that's why I, that's one of the big things I like about my studio mm-hmm. is you know it's I don't like the super fancy stuff. I, uh-huh. I just like to keep it simple. Keep it simple, man. And Sometimes, you know, that's l- the best. Yeah, and like you said, it's portable, too. So, you know, if I ever need to, like, go somewhere and record, and mm-hmm. it's easy. I can just
0: throw it all in the bag. and. Man, you could have told me this, like, three shows ago. <laughs> we would have had this sealed deal and delivered. <laughs> <laughs> if it was this portable, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead.
1: But anyways, I, I guess back to kind of the beginning of your career, Um, you yeah. said you – You said you had some people you looked up to, Uh, who who are some of those people, if you don't mind? As
0: far as like, you know, professionally renowned, of course it was like The Rock and then I grew out of like that era and then I got into uh, amateur wrestling a little bit and I got to like and grow and love Kurt Angle to death, Uh, so I really have a high admiration for amateur wrestling. and then there's, you know, my all, I can say all-time favorite, but then there's, like, my favorite of the era would be Batista. Oh, yeah. So there's that. And, you know, like I said, dude, I just like a lot of guys. You got Edge, you got, you know, Orton, Batista, uh, Rey Mysterio. Um, I'm really a fan of Jamie Noble. Uh, I like his work. I like uh, Benoit's work and Guerrero's work. I'm really starting to get into Guerrero's, Guerrero's work. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, everybody's starting to mm-hmm. – you know, I mean, I see, but, Yeah. So, it's just a lot of people, dude. And, uh, and I will honestly go on record and saying, if you ain't watching Val Venus, you are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead.
1: So, so, whenever we get into the business and uh-huh. stuff, we can, I guess we kind of pick up those mentors, so to say. Right. You got any of those?
0: Uh... Dude, a ton, man. Like, I've learned a lot from Mike Outlaw. Like, he was a big turning point for me, We're learning a little bit from Mike Outlaw. We had one match, and I feel, and he says it was all okay, but I still feel like, you know, I feel shitty about it, you know. But... He says it's good, and I'm going to have to be okay with that. But I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from Brandon Espinosa. I learned a lot from everyone. Like, my head trainer, David Catton. I learned from him. I've learned a lot from Angel Medina. I've learned um, from Darian Sanders, Kyle King. You pick them and name them, man. Like, there's a lot of people who I will, like, credit my career to always. So
1: Yeah. Shout-out to Mike Outlaw. Mm-hmm. I always put him over as probably, oh, yeah. probably one of the best – Trainers in the st. Louis mm-hmm. area yeah does a lot of great work up he there.
0: definitely like he definitely said a few things to me that lay, that let me freshen up my game so yeah so my first
1: exposure to mm-hmm. you was um 2016 first CCW show
0: how'd that come about man that was so long ago you have to tell me the first the first <laughs> show I believe I worked Davey Vega was it, yeah, worked Davey Vega that show um, and everything else. Honestly, after that was kind of a wash. So you know, we're wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Not everything is gonna be crystal clear. <laughs> right, right. Um, so you would have to tell me what was your first experience with me? Well, I mean, you just said interviewing the, stance the, here. The the, ma- the match, the match with <laughs> Davey Vega. the match with Davey
1: Vega. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was a. I think that was actually. Uh, a card subject to change that wasn't like a scheduled match on the card or anything so mm-hmm. I mean I've been hooked ever since then
0: nice Davey's a good guy I liked working him and he liked working with me from what I understood um like I said he said you know just I think for me it was just to slow down a lot and I think a lot of a lot of people get that but for me that you know like I said I'm a student so I'm learning from everyone how can I you know this and that and Characters and all that stuff. Yeah, how long have you been wrestling? Not, uh, since fifteen, so about 15. seven years. Okay, so
1: you were still you were still fairly new whenever this took place. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, ever since then they call you they call you the workhorse of CCW. <laughs> really? Yeah, they do, man. I mean, I can't I can't think of maybe a couple shows you've missed ever since CCW mm-hmm. started. I mean, you drive all the way from Kansas City. It's a
0: fun place to be, man. Like, honestly, like. I don't know. I can't talk for everybody else, but I'm one of those people who are loyal, man. Like, if I like where I am, then I don't to fucking stay, <laughs> you know? Um, but also, I mean, I'm not one of those guys who like to get comfortable, neither. So, sure. you know what I'm saying? But right. this is, like, a good place to call home for anyone. So, I, I mean, I've been here for
1: years. Yeah, I mean, I think you grew on a lot of people fast, too. I mean, you were the second heavyweight champion here, so it wasn't even – It probably wasn't even, like, maybe nine months they went ahead and put the heavyweight title on you, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah. What did you think about that show? So, I was still in the crowd at that Mm -hmm. time. I was still learning a lot about, like, I guess the atmosphere of independent wrestling shows. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, I, I was a big... Brandon barbed wire fan that okay. time, so uh, got a little upset with <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> I was a little upset with you at the time, but, you know. Look As
0: everybody up. should.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just you, uh, you did your job. I did my job. You did your
0: job, and you you did it well. Uh, that's what I do, man. I try to do my job well. That's kind of that's kind of the driving force behind like wrestling for me. It's like you, if uh, to me, I, it's a passion, yes, but it's also work. You know, you have to treat everyone and anyone as professional as you can and as upfront and nice as possible. Because you never know when you're going to run into, you know, that person. You know, yeah, sure. Like, I don't have, like, I like to, you know, we all have our, um, let's call them uh, tiffs with other workers. But at the end of the day, we're all workers. You know, we right. go out here, and our job is to put on the best quality product for the fans. So um, that's our job. That don't that don't beat out. That don't beat out. Right know, but going back to, you know, having tips, you know, we all have our tips and if, you know, if you're renowned good workers and people like you, then you should put your shit aside and, you know, create the best for, you know, the people we, you know, bust our ass for, you know, like we're not here to do this for the sake of us. I mean, if that was, the, if that were the case, a lot of us wouldn't be here. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Um. I'm sorry, I was just a little. No, it's like, I mean it's like
1: yeah. it's like somebody told me a long time ago. You don't have to like everybody. You don't to have work to like. You yeah, just right. remember what the job is, you know. Mm-hmm. And you, but you but
0: that's That's the flip side too. Like I like everybody. So it's just hard to oh, yeah, for not sure. find someone to you know not like and not want to work. You know, right, nonsense.
1: exactly. I mean it's. A, I've never really had a major problem with anybody mm-hmm. here. My time working here and stuff. Right, right, right.
0: You. So I mean, it's a, it's a. Great no, place. you know, people, we're all masculine men, man. We butt heads a lot, <laughs> and, and we're men, so we're childish new yeah. the next day sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah.
1: So um, I think after you won the title, you joined uh, the Pinnacle. So mm-hmm. recent, well, more recently. I guess the Pinnacle has kinda of made sort of a comeback. So you got any any right. thoughts on like your times in the Pinnacle, whether it be the the first time or you know the,
0: the current second, run? third, fourth and fifth. Yeah. Um, if I have anything to say, honestly, is I mean on the record, it's, it's kinda of just it always grows just too a hodgepodge of just too many people. And that's just part of the problem. Like, it's just, um, it creates a headache for who's doing what and when and where and yada, yada, yada. Uh, I'm not fully in on how the, you know, minutiae work. And as far as how things are played out, like I said, I come here and I do my job. Right. I do what I'm told and I leave with, with, with you know, money in my pocket.
1: There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I guess at the time, from my eyes, like just being in the crowd mm-hmm. and stuff, Because whenever you won the title, like Brandon Barbwire was the main guy, and then as soon as he got kicked out, you kind of became the main guy, and I think that, did that kind of help you come out of your shell a little bit, since you were still, I guess, kind of newer to the business at the time?
0: I wouldn't say it helped me break out of my shell as much as it like helped me explore professional wrestling a lot more because to me it's just a big melting pot like y'all don't know this but like there was a point in time where I wasn't Hollis Jarreau and I was just some guy in a bodysuit in Oklahoma you know for a match or two and it you know once you discover that you can do and be anything in wrestling it's you can be and do anything I don't want to pigeonhole myself into being just Hollister does that make sense yeah that's true like I can pick out a name and do this and that and that was the whole aspect for me of learning the business yep. and how you know it worked Ron Simmons that was a he had a huge hand in that because he sat me down he sat me down and talked to me so yeah if I had to give him if I had to give anyone a, a big big like and uh Supermax. Oh Hernandez <laughs> Hernandez, yes, and Supermax. Like if I have to give uh two big, you know, well renowned shout outs, it was them two because they both they both sat me down and they gave me some, you know, tools of trade. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, to go along my journey. Yeah. So shout out to uh Ron Simmons, damn and Supermax can't do it and I forgot the thing you know, Sean Hernandez. <laughs> That's always that's always
1: (laughs) cool to like get, I guess get input from people that have been Mm -hmm. in the business world. Right, Mm -hmm. that's cool to hear. Yeah,
0: and it wasn't just like their their insight wasn't just like, you know, like this. This was like, so it's it's you know, and it's one thing for me just to be like right here and take all that knowledge, but also it's like, you know, I'm only going to be where I'm going to be, so it's only my job just to pass it along. Sure, is as I feel so. Give back. <laughs> yeah, you said you were kind of forgetting,
1: like certain parts. Now I'm kind of forgetting uh-huh. certain parts. Was was the Hernandez? The, oh, the he, Hernandez, he was. That long, was, was, was two thousand. Yeah, that was two thousand eighteen, wasn't it? I
0: believe so. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I can't. I can't exactly remember uh, either. So, but yeah. No, like the first pinnacle run. It was like I said. It's just too many people. It's just you know. There's CCW has a vast well of talent. Uh, it's it's you know when you have that well, where do you put them? Sure. Um, not that I'm here to book or complain or anything. Right, right. I'm just right, the guy right. here. It's just right. my perspective, outside looking in. In stables, there's just too many. Yeah. To have a good collaborative story because everybody's creative and everybody wants to do stuff, and that's the pinnacle all the way around and even with house because it was the same you know layout the same cookie cutter blueprint okay here's a stable pinnacle's away house is the new deal wash rinse repeat
1: i mean that's kind of what you know even the nwo like people talk Mm -hmm. about how great the nwo was (laughs) that got
0: way out of hand Mm -hmm. when we don't ever talk about that i i wasn't a wcw guy so i could you'd have to school me because like, that's what I hear is that NWO they just had a lot of people just oh, come yeah. in and just oh, yeah. wash in, and, and if that's a correct and uh, accurate analogy, then yeah, we're the which which color though? <laughs>
1: uh, well, they they eventually have to. <laughs> I heard put the white and the red. White and red, red and black, black and white, then they white had, and red. Then they had blue and Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood in 2000. We don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Elite.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the Blue World Order. Oh yeah, <laughs> LWO, which I heard was good. Oh yeah, the LWO. Hmm. People don't talk about that enough. No, people don't talk about that enough, and I need to go back and look into that. Same here. Uh, how's the network these days? Uh, I heard it's shitty. Uh, so it's they like switching to Peacock. Yeah, they switched over to Peacock. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I'm getting used to it, kind of. But you Is know, it still L- dragging. I wouldn't necessarily say dragging. It's just. I don't know. I got so used to the network, and I think a lot of people okay. did too, and it's just harder to find things on Peacock nowadays. Man. But I think with time, people get used to it. I know I know. at first there were like a lot of issues, like whenever they aired the Money in the Bank pay-per-view <laughs> or premium live event, whatever they call it now, <laughs> um, there was some really bad lag with the entrances for the men's Money in the Bank, so... Yeah, that was a mess, but you know, I think they're kind of getting some kinks worked out. So, hopefully, WrestleMania
0: runs smoothly. We all think they should have just kept the network and just threw it on the net, threw it on the Peacock network. Money talks. Would have been
1: just fine, man. Money talks, though, you know. Still, yeah. Uh, Back to two (laughs) thousand eighteen. This was kind of a this was a time where they introduced um, the Pure Open Weight Championship in CCW, and you've been a big part of that division so to mm-hmm. say I guess <laughs> I mean I mean you're what a, a three two or three time champion now I mean Pro- probably so two or three I'd have to say I mean whenever I think about the pure open weight championship in CCW I mean you're the first guy I think of so I mean, oh, well, I, I, mean
0: I don't I don't know if you've ever thought about thought about it in that way of kind of dude I'm still in the phase of and um I don't want to like knock anyone, but I'm still learning. Like I'm still in the phase of I'm still trying to learn and anything that I feel is useful that I've you know, found available, useful to me, I'm gonna tell whomever, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm still learning and even having that championship and thank you for, you know, seeing me with that championship because it was it was definitely fun for while I had it. Uh and I definitely wanted to do more <laughs> with it for sure. Um and it, it was it was it really was a fun time to wrap that up
1: yeah i mean when i think when people think of the word pure they think Mm -hmm. of more of like the technical style of wrestling and Mm -hmm. i think i think that's something that you embody well really yeah i mean i i see a lot and i I tell this to all the people that do this like Mm -hmm. in in professional wrestling you see a lot of high flying and you know just acrobatic stuff but I mean I respect those who kinda of keep it traditional, mm-hmm. so to say.
0: Right. That I mean, that that it you know, all wrestling has its place and no and I'm not gonna be the one who says, you know, all you know, this, this, that or the third, you know. Um, but when you look I, I don't see that there's a, a big overall picture of what wrestling is and where it goes and blah 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 blah. Um it's like it goes over a lot of heads as far as you know the layout of it uh I don't want to get into vast details cuz I can talk that's right. um but uh when I look at it it has a formula and that's really just the formula that I'm kind of just that I, from what I've seen I'm following to as it's coming about and as I'm coming about shit I'm just learning what can i what can i use what can i not use and what can i take moving forward and i like i said dude i'm not against like high spots or anything right. but that's just something that it is just a aspect of wrestling that i don't see enough of like you look at every card and this you know all this shit here and there okay and this is taking a note out of all the old heads book what haven't you seen on the fucking card because right. that's you know and the the big picture for me was was you don't see a lot of traditional wrestling Like, you don't see a lot of the, like, 90s style. That shit ain't hip anymore. Like, the other day or a few practices ago that I went into, I was trying to fucking springboard Sling Blade because I ain't never seen no shit like that. A, and B, was something new to try, to throw into an arsenal. I can't do it, but I'm sure someone else who's more fluid than I am can. You got to keep, you know, I'm hip on the styles, you know, and I wasn't able to springboard some time ago, but I am able to now. It's just a matter of when and where to place it right you know because you gotta it's 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 it, it truly is an art and everyone's got their own art style and art form i just like to you know do stuff a little bit different
1: yeah um i just recalled back to uh back to an interview with mjf that i was, uh-huh. was listening to a previous, and this, this, was, this was this was this was was look, it the one with stone cold no 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 this was this was oh. like way before he signed with aew and okay stuff, and you know uh. I think this was actually like the the infamous YouTube ser- YouTube interview where... Well, it wasn't necessarily an interview. It was more of like a series where a guy was just trying to get like a non-kayfabe interview with MJF, and it just... I don't know. It's hard to describe. Go on YouTube and watch it if you <laughs> haven't, but he was talking about like, you know, how he can do... How he can do all of these things. Like, mm-hmm. he can do topes. He can do all the stuff but you know with his style of wrestling he he doesn't have to do that kind of stuff right you know whenever he pulls whenever he pulls out like you know a moonsault or something like that it it makes it matter more because Mm. it's like oh i didn't know mjf
0: could do that right and the other thing about that is is that i like to keep it fresh you know like i will bust out like a moonsault every so often or if i feel like i'm like buddy-buddy with the person I'm in the ring with, you know, and and I feel that they, you know, they trust me enough. I'll bust out my moonsault there, yeah. you know, you know, little stuff here and there, you know. Yeah. Not that I have a flashy moonsault or anything. I mean, I've it's, seen, it's, I've it's it. not great. I've seen it before. It's It's, it's right. okay. Right? Yeah. It's okay. It gets the job done. Yeah. that's <laughs> what's important, right? That's the important part. That's what's important. That's for the high it, spots. I do mind shitty so y'all can do y'all's great. <laughs> it, it,
1: it gets a reaction. Right. It, like you said, it gets the job done. So right. there you go.
0: Like I'm a proponent of doing everything, knowing how to do everything for when you need it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, right now you're in the second run with the Pinnacle. Um, so so where, where are you at right now kind of in – CCW so to say
0: right now I guess because of the whole COVID thing I guess Hollis is in a little bit of a limbo you know Pinnacle there's it's the Pinnacle's growing I can see there's a lot of you know new talent coming in especially from St. Louis Um, incredible talent from St. Louis uh, you got talent coming in from Memphis. you really got talent coming in from everywhere, and they're looking to stay. So, uh, apparently, even with that being said, I think Hollis Jerome needs to get his shit together so <laughs> he can, you know, stand out in the crowd and maybe win that CCW championship once again. Ooh. Yep. You know, cool. that's always a goal.
1: Yeah, currently held by uh, Brandon Barbwire
0: right now. That's he actually – He is a good, good buddy of mine, man. Like, we are yeah. the best of friends in the pinnacle.
1: Yeah, but, you know, when it comes – When it comes down to it, business is business, you know?
0: Man, I am a firm believer that with our time in the pinnacle, our friendship will withstand all of this professional wrestling garb. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I get you. Yeah.
0: But yeah, like, yeah, me and Barbs, that's what I call them. Love you, Barbs.
1: Well, I guess that's been debunked, so to say. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. Even though you tried to, you know, take my head off i forgive you yeah you know i guess you know that's water under the bridge now i guess the past is the past the past is the past and you know i'll stick my neck out for him there you go same when he tried to take off yep (laughs) anything yeah anything you're looking forward to right now i
1: mean you said you'd like to maybe get that ccw tile you know
0: currently we have this um What do we have here going on tonight? Some kind of weird tag team turmoil where you hodgepodge a bunch of people. And I am currently tagged up with Slammer. Now, Chris Slammer, I don't know if you can hear me, but if you catch wind of this podcast sometime before we go out and we have our match, you do you, and I'm going to do me. I'm going to do pinnacle stuff, okay? You stay in your lane, I'm going to stay in mine. And as far as Leo D and his new tag team partner, The Realist, Calvin Aldrich, y'all are going to suffer some serious, serious veteran-like beatdown tonight. I'm going to show you guys exactly why I am the cult classic of professional wrestling and the longest standing member of the Pinnacle.
1: Well, you heard it from Hollis Jerrel himself. That was well done. Got the point across, great.
0: Yeah. Hey, yo. <laughs> rest in peace, Scott Hall.
1: Yeah, rest in peace, Scott Hall. So, um, I guess outside of CCW, you got anything like any anything going on right now? Anything you're looking forward to? Maybe some goals or anything.
0: Well, I mean. I still have goals and currently those goals are, I want to say those goals are delayed due to the, you know, the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, people are going to say what they say about it, but I'm going to take a little more of a, um, slow, cautious approach. And, um, I'm just going to stick here and in Kansas city for now. Uh, I do venture out here and there. It's just, I have to see what, um, I really have to see what, you know, how how the world is really reacting to what's going on because no one wants to, like, and I know everyone has had their, you know, sufferings from COVID and everything, but, you know, uh, there are people who I care about and I do care about how they feel. I can't, I cannot allow myself to, regardless of how I feel, allow myself to put myself in that position to, you know, put them at risk. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: understandable. Respect to you, man. Right. Thank you. Yeah, so, um, I guess.
0: So, April. nothing. So, nothing. I ain't doing shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, we, I mean, obviously, we got here tonight. We got uh, right. uh, CCW on Here April, in Charleston, Missouri, yes. Well, we got it on April the 30th as well in Cape Dorado. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: anything big coming up in Kansas City you want to talk about? Any, right now, I believe we have a show coming up in Kansas City. Um, this is the worst thing ever, but it's it's a Saturday it's the t- you, you
1: is, it, is it the, is it the Kansas City Extreme yes okay so you can check them out on Facebook I'm yes. sure they got you, I'm you sure can, you
0: can check out KCXW or KCWrestling.com uh or the Extreme Wrestling Center if you are a young talent looking to um start your career in the professional wrestling world uh you can do that you can Kansas City has a, a lot of different wrestling schools I think Journey Pro just opened up theirs I don't know any of the um website of uh them but like i said kansas city my stomping ground is in xwc but journey pro they're just opened up theirs and honestly if you are a professional wrestling student i would check them both out
1: well there you go like hollis said if you're in the kansas city area and you're looking to get started in professional wrestling check those out um hollis you got any final
0: thoughts before we wrap up here and get through the show uh is there any way possible I can um, practice a few of my finishes on you? Uh, well, I don't have my
1: Missouri license, so I don't think that would be.
0: I don't see no commissioner in here.
1: Where can people find you at on social media? Nowhere. Nowhere. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm a bad guy. I don't do that shit. All right. All right. I tried. I tried. Type in Hollis Jareau on the Google machine. You'll find them
0: somewhere. I got you Caleb thank you man thank you for inviting me out to your to your podcast um, I really enjoyed being here today this was fun we definitely have to do this again yeah um, for sure I don't man. know where the hell to look at here to look at you or look at this puddle. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. just got audio yeah. going man it's no so no okay. I understand yeah just us um, yeah
1: so uh, you can find us on social media uh, go to foursidesiv.com check out our Facebook Twitter and Instagrams uh, check out our pro wrestling tees that we just got get some four sides merchandise swag so to say um check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, and all those podcasting platforms hollis it was great to have you here today man
0: you as well caleb and if i could just add anything to anyone out there in uh youtube land or podcast world support your local wrestling talent absolutely we always put that over can't do enough thank you thank you so much it helps us out a lot all right. Good to meet you. Hey, nice. Nice to <laughs> see you
1: too. All right, we're going to wrap this up. We will see you on the next episode. Until then, peace.